One of the questions that you might have on your mind right now is simply, where you been, Brock? It's been like three and a half months since you published an episode. And I, I wish I had a really good, a really exciting answer, and I, and I don't. Basically, just life. That's what I've been focused on. Kids graduating, busy time at work, racing carts on the weekends. And just as an aside, for those who keep up with me racing go-karts is I competed in two classes in our spring series here at the track I race at. Got second place in one overall and third place in the other. And the third place in the other is actually an interesting one in that I'm definitely cannot place third on any particular race. A lot of drivers faster than me in that class. However, because it was a series, I attended a lot more of the races than some of my competitions. So actually, at the start of the season, I was thinking, you know, just with some consistency, if I show up every time, it'll be mathematically possible for me to do well in the series. And, and that's how that played out. So if you're ever wondering about, you know, consistency paying off, and this is a case where it definitely did. And then, of course, you know, just house chores, keeping the oil changed in the cars, all, all that stuff, yard work, dealing with an elbow injury. I don't recall. I probably mentioned this, but it's it's been a few months that at the start of the year, I was kind of getting gung-ho back into getting into shape again and developed what some strength coaches call middle-age pull-up syndrome. So I hate having a syndrome with middle age in the name of it, but basically there seems to be People, middle age, this will show up one day doing pull-ups and it affects the elbow and you get tendonitis in the elbow. It's also known as golfer's elbow and golfer's elbow is on the inside of the elbow. Tennis elbow is on the outside of the elbow, but but same thing. It, it just, that tendon really hurts. And so I haven't really been able to lift, get go to the gym and I've had very tender ribs from carting, which kind of made it hard to run because every jostle makes the ribs hurt. And so really the good news from the spring here is that I haven't gained any weight. My weight has been most consistent this year than really over the past decade or so. Often my weight will fluctuate by 10, 15 pounds within a year. And this year it's been pretty much the same all, all the way until now. And so that's the good news. Now the bad news is I haven't really lost any weight as I was really looking to, to get back into shape. And both my strength and my endurance have suffered. I haven't been able to lift. I haven't been able to run. And actually haven't even been able to get out and mountain bike. And so that hasn't worked out so well. And uh, speaking of middle age, so I was talking, I gave, gave a presentation at a conference in May and it was held at a casino resort and it was a Monday night. I went to just get quick dinner and the only place that was open in the casino, it was just some takeout food. And I was given a senior discount. Like they didn't ask if I wanted it. They just gave it to me. So at a casino, on a Monday night. If you've ever been in a casino on a Monday night, you know that I was probably the healthiest, most vibrant looking person there. The person who gave me a discount, it wasn't like they were 16 years old and, you know, just everyone over 20 looks old to them, but I'm pretty sure they were in their 30s. And so really didn't didn't know how to take that. Uh, a coworker advised me, you know, just, hey, enjoy the discount. And that same coworker also sent me a link to enroll in AARP, which she thought was hilarious. I, I was probably less amused by it. But anyway, so, it, you know, it, it is that kind of time of life where we're, we're viewed differently. We're seen differently. Our, our bodies function a little bit differently. 
And one of the things that a lot of people have noticed, I'm certainly not the first one to comment on this, and this is actually what I wanted this episode to be about, this idea of making friends, keeping friends in midlife. Now, I'm probably in the same boat as a lot of people where I had, you know, friends from growing up from school, and then I moved away from my hometown and had friends from college. And over time, you know, we just kind of kind of grown apart. And of course, there's people I'm friendly with, but, but don't really have a, a lot of what you think of as kind of those lifelong friends. And I was driving back from a, a short vacation I took the other day and was listening to an episode of the podcast, No Stupid Questions. Great podcast, highly recommended, comes from the Freakonomics people. And anyway, it was episode 149, and the, the title of it was, Is It Harder to Make Friends as an Adult? And I won't recap the whole podcast, but one of the hosts said one thing. It was just this throwaway line, and he just said, you know, we have three types of friends. Friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life. And that's kind of cute. It rhymes. I'd never heard it before, and it completely shifted my mindset. I mean, it was one of those things where I just stopped listening to the podcast and just thought about it for a good 10, 15, 20 minutes as I was driving along. Because, in the, the quick definition, so friends for a reason, like, you know, the people who had a locker next to you in high school, you know, or people at your job, people you work with, you wouldn't know them otherwise. You don't really do anything with them outside of work. And, and once you, or you might, but, you know, once you leave the job or they leave the job, you probably won't keep up. And then you've got friends for a season, you know, just that time of life friend. So one of the examples that came to mind in my life was really, I used to, I worked at summer camps for, for three seasons when, when I was in college and had some really, really good friends, some, some great people there. And I really have fallen out of touch with almost all of them. You know, it's been what? 25, 30 years now. So no surprise there. And then of course, friends for life. And that, and that definition is obvious. And th this really hit me for, for two reasons. One, this idea that we have friends for a season, that I can let go of the people who were really good friends for that season. You know, the, the reason's gone, the season's gone. And so it's really okay for that friendship to pass. And it didn't bother me. There, there's one friend that we, we just completely fell out of touch. I tried to get back in touch a few times, kind of got no response. And that one really bothered me until I, I heard this and just the idea. So maybe you've been in the same situation where you had someone who was a super good friend and chances are it was, you know, some, someone for a, kind of the season of your life. And then over the years, you, you've fallen apart and... Not that they aren't a good person, not that you don't really like them, but just the idea that that season's gone and the friendship can move on and it's no fault of anyone's, it's no hard feelings, it's just, we can we can all move on. For me, that, that was very freeing, it was very powerful. It didn't, no longer felt like it was being, you know, kind of rejected by someone who I, I was really important to my life. And also... It, it kind of frees me up from thinking, oh, I need to continue this relationship. You know, I don't need to worry about it anymore. And the other side of this idea is that 
I don't know, is I've had some really good friends in life, as you probably have too. And as I get older, one of the things that makes it hard, I think, to make friends is, I don't know, I you want it to be kind of that friends for life. You know, if, if they're not at that high, super high standard of those that, you know, I've held on to since grade school or held on to since college, then it's probably not worth the effort. But this idea that not every friend has to be a friend for life. I mean, it's cool if they are, but really the people who I'm currently friends with at work or the people that I'm friends with for the different hobbies that I do, that's fantastic. They don't have to be a really good friend forever. And that just lowers my standards and my expectations, and but in a really good way. I'm not saying I'm looking for friends who aren't quality people, just saying that this doesn't have to be a perfect match for my life. There doesn't have to be this super strong, feel like I've known them for my entire life level of connection. I can just enjoy them for who they are at this time of my life and they can enjoy me. We can have a good relationship and maybe it gets deeper. Maybe it becomes that friends for life or maybe it doesn't. And that's okay too. And anyway, that I say, it was just kind of this throwaway line in the middle of the episode and really struck me hard. This friends for a reason, friends for a season, friends for life. And so hopefully that's helpful for you as it was for me, because it really just cleared up some, some mental clutter. And let me completely rethink how I was thinking about friends. And then before I wrap up today, I really want to give a shout out to an app I've just started using. I'm not sponsored by them. I just came across it. But the app is called Chronometer, C-R-O-N-O-M-E-T-E-R. And it's a it's a fitness related app. So I've been tracking my food uh, on and off for several years on my fitness pal. And, and maybe you've used that, that app too. You know, like all apps, it's it's got its upsides, it's got its downsides. I've dabbled with some others, but always ended up going back to my fitness pal. However, I recently came across Chronometer and I really, really like it. So it's a, it's a food tracker, you know, you enter your food so you can see the calories and proteins and sodium and, and all that. But the one thing that really sets it apart is that it shows micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And so you get a full breakdown of those vitamins and minerals and it shows where you might have too much as well as those you might not be getting enough of and are just unaware of. There were a few that came out for me, and I generally think I eat a pretty good diet. Like many people, I probably have some desserts I shouldn't have, but the underlying base diet is typically pretty decent. And so that being able to see the micronutrients and being able to see what I might be missing has me rethinking what I'm eating, what I'm supplementing with, and those sorts of things. So in addition to the individual micronutrients, it measures the balance of, of the key micronutrients, such as potassium and sodium, you know, the ratio there, or your omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids. And also shows some broad nutritional scores of overall categories, such as blood health, bone health, immune support, those sorts of things. And so I played with a free version for about two days and then immediately got the paid version. It was well worth it to me. And so if you're just wanting to track calories or macro, macros, you know, it, it does that too. But personally, I just love geeking out 
on all the micronutrient info. It provides a lot of really helpful information. So if you're into that sort of thing, I'd recommend checking it out. Again, they're not paying me. There's no sponsorship there. It's just something I came across that I was kind of excited about and so really wanted to share with all of you. So hopefully you're having a great summer. Hopefully you will have a, a great weekend this weekend. I'd love to hear from everyone. Reach out, message me on Instagram, and we're just leave it at that. So everyone have a great day. And whatever you're thinking about, whatever you plan on doing in your life, well, let's get started with it.